0: Hello fellow rebel capitalists hope you're well as most of you know I've been in St. Bards hanging out with my good buddy Hugh Hendry we got this guy right back in the corner there that is Mr. Josh himself (laughs) we're both down here hanging out with you we're at my Airbnb at this uh I guess you'd call this a villa in uh St. Bards you can actually kind of see the the Caribbean right there right above my hat no, no, the other side, Josh. There you go. There you go. And then we got the the pool here. We got the whole, the whole spread. But anyway, uh, w- I wanted to go over one of the things that we were talking about last night at dinner. I was uh, with a couple hedge fund guys, and um, we were talking about the misconception that people have And I think the whole market has right now in the financial media, and it happens every single time we go through one of these cycles where the Fed starts hiking rates and then you know, they don't, all the way up until they break something, everyone's very optimistic that if they could just get to a point where inflation comes down, then all of a sudden they could start lowering rates and we'd have this soft landing or no landing, and then stocks would just rip higher. So what you want to do is you want to buy stocks in anticipation of the Fed dropping rates, because we know that when the Fed drops rates, the stock market goes straight up. And it's just, if you look at history, you see that it's just not true, that the opposite happens. And I think that this is a potential time when the market could be way, way, way offside, that they're going risk on when it might be more prudent, especially if history is a teacher to be risk off. So let's go through some charts here. And I want to uh, show you exactly what I'm referring to. So let's start by going over a chart of Fed funds, and we go back to late '80s, and uh, we can see the recessions are in gray. But uh, let's focus on .dot com and GFC, and then the survey sickness here, 2019. So then this is another thing that we talked about last night at dinner that pretty much every single time that we go through one of these cycles, you see these tabletops, right? Where the Fed pauses. And then the next move down is, or the next move is down and usually down big time substantially. So just think about this. You're in, we're in 2000. Let's just go back in time. We're in 2000, the Fed's paused. And if you would have read the Wall Street Journal, I can almost assure you, you would have heard the exact same thing. Now, I did read the Wall Street Journals, or I have read the Wall Street Journals from back in 2007, and they were saying they were saying no landing, soft landing. They are saying how the un- the uh, labor market is resilient, the economy is resilient, the exact same things that you're hearing today, and all with oh, if, if they could just start dropping rates, then all our problems would be solved, the market would rip higher. And we wouldn't have to worry about these stupid mortgage-backed securities going back to 2007 or something. We wouldn't have to worry about this housing market. So what we need to do is uh, we need to back test this theory that when the Fed drops rates, that's when stocks rip higher. So we want to front run that right now. This is the current narrative. We want to front run that right now because the, I'm sure you guys... What uh, saw the recent jobs numbers, Josh? What was that? The, the ADP number that came out the other day? Kerr. I don't P roll you up, but I'm not curious. Okay, so he doesn't know if that was the ADP number. If you guys can't hear him, but uh he's been talking to. He's been helping Snyder out with his channel, and Snyder's been talking about this as well. And I'm sure you guys saw that the job numbers came out. I forget which jobs numbers they were, but they were expecting like I don't know what it was. Uh 190 or something. We got 150. And uh, what was big news was all of these revisions that they did to the prior months. As you guys can guess, they revised them down substantially. And the unemployment rate went up to 3.9%. Actually, there's another thing that we've been talking about here in St. Barts with Hugh and some of the other hedge fund managers that I know here is this uh, indicator. And I don't know, Josh, do you remember the guy's name? It was some uh, person at the Fed, actually that came up with this indicator that showed every single time the unemployment rate went up by 0.5%. Uh, you would That would be a huge sign that we were going into a recession if we weren't already in one. I think that's in combination with the yield curve. So we bottomed out with the unemployment rate at 3.4%. Let's say that was a year ago or so. And we just now... With this last jobs number that came out, uh, we, I think even with the establishment uh, survey, the, or using the establishment survey, I'm not sure for the unemployment rate, they use the household or the establishment, but regardless, the official unemployment rate went from 3.4 where it was maybe a year ago to now, it just notched up to 3.9%. So this is another big red flag. Let's, for a moment, let's just shelf that in the news uh, that came out the other day. So now everyone is talking about higher for longer, higher for longer. Everyone's talking about the bear steepener that we were getting with the long end of the curve going up as far as yields. And then the narrative kind of shift to, oh, holy cow. Now maybe the Fed's going to drop. So now that we have a more dovish narrative, stocks go up trying to front run this Fed rate decreasing cycle Or the fed dropping rates i guess that's kind of the narrative that we want to push back against and we want to maybe back test right now looking at this fed funds chart so let's just look at this they started dropping rates in december of let's call it december of 2000 it's either december 2000 or january of 2001. all right so if the current narrative is true then we would expect to see stocks go much much higher starting in January roughly of 2001 right because that's when the fed started dropping rates and we know that when the FED drops rates stocks rip higher so if the narrative right now in 2023 is starting to become more Dovish well then everyone should buy stocks and that's why the s p has gone up for the last couple of days if it has I I know it's gone up I don't know if it's gone up uh, in consecutive days okay So let's go over to the S&P 500 here and let's go to this is this blue line, nominal S&P 500, January 2001. We were at 1366. So if you would have purchased, and that's right when the Fed started dropping rates, remember. So if you would have bought into that bullish narrative, which is the same narrative we have right now, you would have rode the S&P 500 from 1366 straight down to 815. <laughs> I mean, you would have taken, what is that, Josh, a 40% haircut within, call it a year, year and a half. And of course, most people don't have the, the staying power. So they would have sold, you know, on the way down. And even if they would have held, going all the way out to, let's see, we started at, roughly let's just say 1300 so to get back up to 1300 that would have been october 2006 which would not have been a great time to own stock so you would have gotten here and you most likely would have sold in august excuse me october 2006 because you got back up to that point where you entered the market initially and you had that ptsd so you'd be like if i could just get back up to 1300 on the S i'd sell immediately so finally let's call it six years later that you get there or you're like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I'm going to be smart about it this time. Instead of selling, I'm just going to hold for the long term because I've been listening to Dave Ramsey. I've been listening to Warren Buffett. And I know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. So let's say you would have had that attitude in October of 2006. Then you would have got punched in the face once again, <laughs> just about a year later, when the S&P 500 goes from 1481 straight down to 735 but the main point here is you can see that once the fed started dropping rates on the dot com the market did not rip higher it ripped lower <laughs> in other words it crashed so now let's go to fed funds prior to GFC looks like July 2007 is when they started dropping rates and uh, they dropped by maybe what was it 25 basis points or so. So August, July 2007, the Fed started dropping rates. So again, if current narrative is true, we should see stocks rip higher. Uh, let's go to the chart and go to August 2000. What was that? That was July, August 2007, right, Josh? Okay, so we can see you would have bought right around let's call it 1500, and looking at this chart that was not a great time to buy the S&P 500 because it went from 1455 straight down to 735 and it actually got I remember this well if you look at a daily chart it got down into the 600s like 660 or 670 something like that I think it was actually 666 uh, oddly enough that was a, a weird number to say the least for the s&p 500 to bottom out at but i think it was i know it was in the 600s so my point so you would have lost 60 percent right there if you would have bought into that narrative that as soon as the fed drops rates the market goes higher when you can see and it's this exact same thing during the cerveza sickness right here in fact i remember this well because i was doing videos every or uh, not every day but i was doing a lot of videos and at this point in time it started my youtube channel so i was really following this stuff. And I remember the Fed had that emergency meeting on a Sunday, they were supposed to meet on a Wednesday, and this was March 2020, and they dropped rates and they announced QE, infinity, they announced committing up to 100 trillion, or excuse me, a trillion a day in repo, and uh, the stock market just tanked, absolutely tanked. The stock market did not catch a bid until the government came out with fiscal. So I think just, I mean, you can look at chart after chart after chart, but just by simply pulling up the Fed funds and pulling up the S&P 500, you can see that this narrative is completely untrue. But yet it's said so many times over and over and over and over and over again that when the Fed drops rates, that's when you should buy stocks. It's said so many times over and over and over again that we just assume that it's true and we don't even look at history. Because why would we? Why do we even need to look at history? Because if everyone is on the same page, well, obviously they must have done the homework, but it's this weird psyop, or this weird psychological phenomenon when nobody has done the homework, or they have, they've completely ignored reality because they wanna push this bullish narrative, and everyone buys into that narrative. But as prudent investors, we need to realize that when the stock, or excuse me, when the Fed starts dropping rates, that's when you sell. that's, that's, That's not when you buy. In other words, that's when you go risk off, not risk on. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and I will see you on the next video.